0: Hello, Janet Hanscom. Hello Cleo Finn. We for some reason we've been zooming for over a year now but suddenly this American lady tells me when I've started recording it's I mean I suppose it's reassuring really but I don't <laughs> know where she comes from.
1: I don't know and I heard her too and I think it is because they update these things and they keep on improving them basically until they break and don't work anymore. <laughs> That is, my, <laughs> that is my experience anyway.
0: <laughs> or, or until the data is stolen and people start using our voices. <gasps> Janet, it's just occurred to me. We, our voices could be robbed at some stage. Hi Janet, okay. how are you?
1: Listen. I'm very well. I'm pleased to say that after five is it five weeks since my injection, I actually feel back to normal. <laughs> and that sure. is how long it has taken
0: But at least you are. And I mean, interesting, I was reading during the week or over the weekend that they're they are now saying they being unnamed persons, that it will be possible. And in Spain, I think even encouraged to take a Pfizer jab as your number two, if you've had the Astra's number one, or you sign a statement saying you're happy to have the Astra's number two. I mean, they seem to be now saying we can combine the jabs.
1: Well, they did do a trial. Didn't they recently? They did a trial at four or five centres around Spain, and I haven't seen the the detail of the analysis of those trials. But they were trying out uh, combinations of vaccines, different combinations. I think so. People that had the A Z to begin with had Pfizer or Moderna as a second jab. Right. and of course the Jans- Janssen one you don't need. a single Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I tell you what. These vaccines, like most medicines, like all medicines that we use, are so professionally done and so confirmed by the science. I don't, I don't mind what they give me as long as they have approved it and, yeah, and okay. they are satisfied it works. I, I have my, I have full faith in in the system and the science. Yeah, I do.
0: I do. I mean, and I'm despite the fact that my daughter quite often tells me that I am, you know, a lackey of government. Or she's a teenager. She she likes to 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 push back. So I I'm kind of glad that she reads around and, you know, challenges my ideas and challenges my acceptance of the government line on things um absolutely so,
1: and yeah, as, a, as a mum of a teenager um being called a lucky of government is one of the more polite things i've been called
0: <laughs> well maybe that's just what i'm saying here as we're recording <laughs> but yeah i mean i i i applaud her willingness to to fight back and to question everything so that's a good thing i think um but yeah i mean i do tend to have more faith in science and in government's then then she would. But I mean, I would have been the same at her age. So that's perfectly acceptable, I think. And I'm the one who needs to be vaccinated. She isn't.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: All right. Listen, you're up in the mountains. And I was just, I did check in, I think, with you to make sure that you're not, or are you, have you had any fire, ash, smell, smoke, blotting because of what's still going on in Arico? For people who might not know if they're listening to us abroad, there has been a forest fire raging since Thursday. Um, it is now finally, I think, under some kind of control, but over 3,000 hectares have been affected.
1: It, it, it was a major, a major fire in terms of extent and spectacle, but the authorities have been extraordinarily relieved that it was what they call a ground fire. I mean, I, I don't pretend to understand the, the the firefighting terminology, but they call it a ground fire rather than I don't even know what the English is. They call it a um, a, a fire of the ground rather than de copa, which, okay, which means okay. that which means that the trees aren't going up. So, so the surface, although it, the
0: high treetops are not on fire, exactly, they're not they're not, not spreading. Okay, good.
1: Exactly, and apparently this is why there has been such a huge quantity of white smoke. If the trees were going up, it would be different. Okay, but the trees right. haven't been going up. So although it's been a major fire, covered a lot of ground, created a hell of a lot of smoke and ash, and yes, on in our garden, on our tables, um, and I know down on the coast, down in Cayo Salvaje and up to Puerto Santiago as well, people have been reporting, and we've had it, yeah. um, cloud in the sky, clouds of smoke and ash falling and little bits of leaf and tree which look as though the trees are going up, but they are adamant. This is a ground fire. And yeah, it's it's taken a lot of work over a lot of days in really horrible conditions. But the Army military unit has gone. They came over from Gran Canaria, um, an emergency firefighting force. They've gone home as well. Okay. So it's really now, it's what they call contained, perimetered, stabilized I think it's all the same thing. They've got a boundary, and they're pretty sure they can keep it within that boundary while they now get it out under control. It's not yet under control inside the boundary, but it's, it's the fact these trees haven't gone up. They have,
0: they so have, have almost... They
1: have almost, not they? Yeah, that's right. This tear wood, it's, it's incredibly, wonderfully hard wood and quite fragrant wood as well. And it's an ancient sort of tree, and I think they do come back to life very well after being burned but like they're
0: phoenix trees
1: exactly (laughs) but the firemen have actually been creating if you like individual fire breaks in some cases around trees to protect them they have worked like trojans and they've done a marvelous job and it is now at least stabilized and And, they are it's improved.
0: luckily didn't it it kind of danced around a couple of populated areas but it didn't go to Villa Flor and it didn't That's go to right. Granadilla because of the work of the firefighters.
1: Yeah one, one of their main concerns was to stop it getting into the Barranco del Rio which, which seems to be a sort of Barranco between Arico and Granadilla municipios and if it had gone there then it would have gone over could have gone over to a Granadilla municipio. But also, as I know from our own fire in 2012, once it gets into Barranco, these Barrancos act as um, chimney pipes. They draw the fire up to the forested areas. Okay. And so they were very concerned to stop it getting into the Barranco del Rio, to stop it getting over to Grenadier and to stop it acting as a a draw to pull the fire up to the National Park. And that was where a lot of their work was concentrated. and, And they have succeeded. Well done,
0: Well, uh, they are an excellent bunch. And I mean, again, we had we also had the water planes coming in uh, and it like again, it had people saying we need more fully paid professional firefighting teams in the islands because a lot of I mean, like here in Adeje, which is a population of over 55,000. We have a volunteer fire force and they are amazing people and they but they work full time and then go and become firefighters. And they're all on shift and they all work and they do, they keep us safe, but there needs to be, we need the national government, I think, to fund, you know, or the connect, the regional
1: government to fund more professional firefighting teams. Yes, it must be baffling to so many people that there is such a thing as volunteer firefighters. Yeah, um, when, okay. when to us, we are used to being a fully professional. Yeah, I, I tell you, these people, I, I am not often in awe of people, but these people yeah, I, I am in complete awe, yeah. because I've, I've seen them. They People don't realise often, they save water. They don't always use water to put out fires, because they need it for buildings and, above all, people and animals. And just so, to,
0: just remember here in the Canary Islands, we don't have rivers. We don't have lakes. That's right.
1: There that's is right. no and automatic, the- endless supply
0: of water except the sea, which is exactly. miles away.
1: And in fact, over the weekend, sometimes the sea conditions were so bad, the planes couldn't refill yes. at sea. So without rivers, and sometimes with bad sea conditions, it's very difficult. And I've seen them. They've got these sort of triangular tools called adzes, and they use them. They are using hand tools to put ground fires out by hand. Amazing. The, these people just, I, they're georgically hero. heroic. Hero. They really are. Yeah. I mean yet another
0: example of, of the heroes that work for us this year and last.
1: Absolutely.
0: Right, again, speaking of which, um, well, not really of heroes, uh the other huge headline breaking bit of news over the weekend, I think, for people here was the surprising announcement by the Spanish Prime Minister on Friday at Fitur. Fitur is the Spanish Tourism Trade Fair and Pedro Sanchez said to the press in Spanish and English that the gates have from the UK would open at midnight last night with uh, no need for people to show that they've been vaccinated and with no need to take PCR or any kind of COVID test before they fly into Spain. (laughs) Now, I checked today. um, I think a lot of us were taken by surprise. Those who some of us perhaps feel, I mean, I'm going to kind of maybe annoy some people here, but who feel that there still needs to be some kind of control on tourists coming in from anywhere, Absolutely. not just from the UK, okay. from anywhere.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: yes. um, but this is what is, is the rule. That is not to say that people still don't have to quarantine when they go back, and you're going to talk about that in a minute, but I checked today, There was there's a flight coming in from Stansted at the moment, and later on today, there are flights scheduled, two Tui flight TY flights, From Gatwick, Manchester, and Sheffield, so the gates the gates have opened. The gates are open, and I did see on a Facebook page from the Peninsula that somebody said his mum flew into Alicante this morning. Passport check. That was it. No, 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 asking for any other documentation. A, a, A locator form, yes, had to be filled out. So where she would be staying. Now you had an update as well on this whole issue of the Amber List and the Canary
1: Islands. Yeah, I do. As, as we've been talking about over previous weeks, you, you you have to look both ways. You have to look at the country you're entering for their entry rules, but you also have to look at the country you're leaving for their departure rules and also their re-entry rules. Because when you go on holiday, you leave one country, you go to another and then you leave that one and you go back to your own. And there are rules at every stage. And so the UK has been developing its policy, as has every country, through the COVID pandemic. And to begin with, they had travel advice for Spain, don't go to Spain. But they quickly worked out, it's going back a year now, they quickly worked out that the Canary Islands were actually a case apart. We were separate and generally we were far safer than the mainland. So they said, OK, don't go to Spain, but you can go to the Canary Islands. Only much later, within the last few months, in fact, have they introduced this new system of the amber list, the the red list, the green green list, and they put Spain on the amber list, but unlike the original travel advice, they put Spain on the amber list, and that was the whole of Spain, and that is now confirmed to include the Canary Islands, so anybody returning to the UK, even though they can now come into Spain from midnight last night, without restrictions, when they return to the UK, they are on the amber list. So they will have to do their quarantine unless the UK changes its policy and either removes Spain from the amber list or puts the Canaries specifically on the green list. At the moment, they are not doing that. Okay. So British holidaymakers today returning to the UK from the Canaries will have to go into quarantine.
0: I, I mean, I... Would like to say to anybody listening who is planning to come here on holidays, we need you. We need tourists to come. This is not about you. Any reservations I have are that I think I I am scared that the government is being a little bit too lackadaisical, too eager to bring back tourism in a wave rather than, you know, a, a controlled trickle. Because I think we saw last year when they opened up the borders in July, um, it was done in an uncontrolled way and Spain suffered as a result of that. And so did the
1: Canary Islands. And I think we also, we have to bear in mind that Sánchez said this. I mean, it's a confirmed announcement. He, he wasn't looking I at mean, No, no, right. and it's in the, it's in but, the official Spanish yeah, news. I mean, board. there's a there's the BOE is published, it, it is true. But we have to bear in mind where he said it. And the timing of the announcement. He said it in the trade fair, in the tourism trade fair. And if there is one lobby group that has put more pressure on the government than any other, it is the tourism mm. one. And in fact, a month ago, the Valencian uh, um, Hoteliers Association was threatening all sorts oh. unless he opened up the country again. Yeah. So there could be some element of, I've got to make the announcement. We can't, they were basically calling for a bailout for the whole industry. So either Spain was going to bail them out or open the doors. And if he was going to open the doors because Spain can't afford to bail out the tourism industry, the obvious place to announce that would be at Fitur, And of course, Fitur was in Madrid and Madrid has had its own political angst with the government. So I think the timing and the location Mm. of the announcement was politically and professionally understandable it was just bloody unfortunate that it came hours before germany said we don't like the situation and we're closing the doors to british holiday makers yes. that made spain look as though it were being outrageously silly in or, opening or up or led by the
0: rather than the health exactly exactly and it's funny what we don't have to the same extent in spain as perhaps maybe in ireland and the uk where the head of the health advisory boards have almost got the same media access as the head of government. Um, So we haven't really, and they don't speak from different sheets like they do back home. So there has been no national divergence on this. And like I am saying, please, nobody get me wrong. I am not, I am you know, really eager for tourism to come back to the island. It's hugely important for us, but I think it's in everyone's interest that it's safe tourism. I mean, nobody wants to come here, you know, knowing that they they haven't had COVID, but maybe they haven't been in, uh, vaccinated, but vaccinated, that's Spanglish. They haven't had vaccine <laughs> because they might be under 30. They've come with their families. Yes. What they don't want is to become infected because of another British person on the plane beside them. Exactly. And then get sick here and bring it home again. I mean, exactly. no one wants that. And about 35 percent, I think, of the population here in the Canary Islands now has been vaccinated. So we want everybody to keep going, to keep that, you know, the populations of both countries become healthier and healthier and healthier. To me, it just makes sense. I would never imagine that I could fly to the UK or to Ireland, for instance, without showing some kind of proof that I have now been vaccinated. I mean, when I I get my second vaccination, I will then be, you know, how do I get my digital certificate? How do I get a paper to prove that I've been vaccinated before I go home and see my family? Because I'm not going to pop on a plane. And I don't believe I should be popping on a plane without that kind of paperwork. Uh, I
1: I I, think a lot of people will be like that, that despite the fact they can do it. I mean, people have commented on my own website that despite the fact They could travel without any restrictions. They're still not going to travel until they've been vaccinated or until they can show there's a PCR test. And the fact is that people can get together. We have seen increasing numbers. Eurovision was one such, but they had a, a Liverpool dance party a few weeks ago as well. Countries are starting to try out. Events, yes. group events, and we have to check see to What happens, and you track and trace afterwards, and you only allow people in when they have had a negative test and maybe a vaccination as well. And you people are starting to see how things work out. This is still very early days for big group events and mass movement of people again. Right. So, I think many people are going to be a little bit cautious themselves, yeah. whatever the official. Um, however much the official line is please come and bring us your money i think people are actually going to be a little bit more cautious.
0: bring your common sense too that's i mean please bring your common
1: sense as well as your passenger locator form we
0: still have different rules than than i know exist in back home say with regarding masks i mean while there is talk about masks perhaps not having to be obligatory on the streets they still are they are
1: at the minute. They, they are at the minute. And, and we don't have a curfew. If you're down
0: to the pool, you need to wear your mask. And if you're leaving the you need to wear your mask. Yeah. And just be kind and considerate to other people. And, you know, as I
1: say, dying to see you. Um, and I hope we all stay well. That's right. That's oh. what oh, more that's can cool. one say. I mean, we, we are not anti-tourism. We are for sensible, safe and sustainable and exactly. exactly.
0: in, en- in every manner of that word <coughs> again, exactly that word. that's right So now having no doubt attracted the ire of many people we will put off another bunch because we need to talk about our favorite <laughs> we didn't get to have a eurovision special beforehand but we we kept texting each other i mean our phones were buzzing over the weekend um, <laughs> with the eurovision with the eurovision um, yeah. uh, the glam rock that we both thought would probably win did win and we kind of nearly predicted the top five you had bulgaria in there i think which didn't make it in. yeah
1: it was I, I think we did very well we i mean we got bulgaria france um switzerland, iceland, iceland switzerland malta yeah it was and it, of course Italy, Sev-
0: france switzerland Iceland, malta wasn't it they were the top i think five. so yeah uh no malta came seventh i I can't oh, remember. Okay. It was
1: Cyprus or Bulgaria? The poor
0: thing. She looked. She didn't look at all happy during the voting. I think she's such a young girl, really. I mean, she's only eighteen or nineteen.
1: She is very young, and, and she's one junior. To think
0: That she was going to be in the top three, I think, and the poor thing looked so nervous during the voting.
1: Yeah, and she didn't make the top note as she would have hoped to. I know, and that was obviously nerves. She did better in the final than the semi-final, but she's got a hell of a future, hasn't she? And it just wasn't, it wasn't, do you you know what? This year there were three COVID songs, you know, two of them had lost relatives and that came across in their songs. They came nowhere. Yeah. And all the power ballads and the boppy numbers that people normally want to party to, they didn't do it either. What came through very loud and clear for me was Finland and particularly the winning Italy, hard, rock or glam rock with people just saying none of this matters anymore let's, let's just dance let's party let's do it yeah
0: yeah, yeah. i yeah. mean and lithuania for instance which was ridiculous but very much fun and you, what was lovely was that there were certain groups and they were there for the party they knew they weren't going to win i love they were that. there to have a good time yeah. uh like norway for instance the guy who has tourette syndrome tickets you yeah. know, that was lovely. That was great. And he was there about himself and about bringing a
1: positive message, you know. Um, and how and- about Jendrik? How about the German entry? He was there. I don't do hate. Yeah, And I know I'm not going to win and I'm just going to have a party. And yeah. there were plenty like that. It was it was lovely. nowhere There were plenty. And like I that. think the UK might actually just stop asking itself, what the hell do we have to do to win? Italy has not won for thirty odd years. France hasn't won for forty odd years. Well, what do they here. do? They send better and Powerful. better and better songs. Yeah, they it's- don't complain. They just send better music.
0: They do, and they. But they also. I was listening to um, a podcast yesterday. It was a BBC Two podcast, and they were talking very much about this. I mean, what they do is they send people who are not scared to be up front and out front. You need to yes. be out front yes. and take Europe by the cojones. Um, and I mean the, the 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 singer, the UK singer Newman, James Newman, is it? Yes. He, I mean, the voice is good, He's the song speaking. is good, but he didn't seem to embrace Europe. No. Uh, now we're going to talk about the voting in a sec because that's. But I mean, my other theory is uh, since they introduced semi-final voting which they had to do because the number of countries that wanted to take part was now so <coughs> they isolated the big five and the big five are italy france germany spain and the uk because they financially are the biggest contributors to the european broadcasting union that that's right. Eurovision, your vision right so they don't have to compete in the semis and i think you really see the difference now i do too since they brought that in only germany has won once and france has or sorry and italy has won they're the only two times the big five have won in 21 years and i would argue that one of the reasons is that they don't enter the semis so they're not in the mix they're like being dropped in into the final it's like it's like being a candidate imposed into a
1: constituency yes i mean and it's presented to some extent absolutely
0: it's like what are they doing there and then you'll you'll hear the uk saying, oh you know, look at that. Malta's bringing a girl and saying, well, everyone knows that because everyone else has been following the Eurovision for exactly. weeks. We know what's exactly. going on. Exactly. But Floride. Yeah. Nobody said, oh, we didn't know Florida was here. I was like, well, we knew because we, we saw it in the semi. Exactly. So they need to get more involved in the nitty gritty of it, I think. And well, they they as need to the get semi-finals
1: in. is part of that. Absolutely. They need to get more involved in the nitty gritty. They need actually, or what? Let, let's just put this in the past tense. Let, let's just be real here. Okay. They needed to be more involved with the whole idea of a European song or musical conglomeration where each country brought something very different. Look at the Ukrainian threat music. Yeah. That was stunning.
0: Yeah. You know, and it
1: didn't Very It did very well. In, In fact, fact, I think it was the intent I think, possibly. Yeah. you're going to so, look it up right now. I wouldn't even know that they had an oral tradition of folk songs in Ukraine, were it not for Eurovision. And I wouldn't have had a chance to get to know the Icelandic version, for example, or know that two members of the group had tested positive, unless I'd been following it through. You can't just parachute into a competition, say, here we are, we're the best in the world, we've got a world-beating song, and we're going to win. What do you mean we haven't won? You because can't exactly. do that. Because and the, UK the other to 20, do that.
0: the other twenty songs have now been on stage twice. They've gone through a round of voting already. They've yep. they've already won through a very tough semi final. So by the time it gets to the final, they're part of
1: Eurovision. They're in. And also, also their countries. In some cases, for example, Italy, they have a national. Song Contest, the San Remo, and it actually predates Eurovision by by a long way. And the winner of the San Remo is um, is given the first option of representing Italy at the Eurovision Song Contest. They're not it's it's not a it's not a competition to find a, an entry like it's the UK fair. has done in the past. It is a national song contest that everybody in the country is aware of and gets behind the whole country chooses their winner and that then is the song normally that represents italy because normally the winner would accept
0: yeah as
1: most countries do i think i mean Ireland.
0: when i was a kid i remember voting every year for the song Mm -hmm. for ireland competition and it was a telephone vote but it was as big as the build-up to the eurovision because you we're invested then in the song and you we're invested in the competition. Whereas a lot of countries in Ireland doesn't really have big competitions anymore, but they just pick a singer and pick a song and say, yeah. that's our Eurovision representative. Now this year, because of COVID, they weren't, they didn't have national song contests because of fraud restrictions and everything. Um, and I mean, Ireland didn't make it out of the semifinal, but we kind of knew it didn't, but Ireland was still voting and watching and involved um, and I, I mean, I think that's it. The fun of Europe, you need, again, I've, I've said this to you before about Spain as well. Sometimes you think they're taking it too seriously. While you want to win, it's about glitz and glamour and
1: fun. And you need and you to know, be part of it. Absolutely. And I do think this taking it too seriously thing, it actually betrays a complete misunderstanding. The European countries who take part in, in this, Yes, okay, they take it seriously because they take their music seriously and they like it. But they also are perfectly capable of um, gentle mockery and of laughing at some of the weird and wonderful stagings and the costumes and the silly like the Moldovan one you know tearing a bit of his chin off because it's actually cake yeah yeah. this sort of silliness is is archetypal Eurovision and the European countries are perfectly able to to have a laugh at it but the difference is they are doing it from a place of affection whereas I'm afraid I can't help but feel that when the UK mocked they did it from a place of it wasn't from affection. Yeah. It was from superiority and mockery. Yeah. And that has to come across. I, that know, to. Say, I mean,
0: there was all these cries about, oh, Brexit, Brexit, Brexit. Brexit was the reason that we didn't get a vote. Now, you know, people talk about politics in Eurovision the whole time. Uh, but if that was the case, for instance, maybe Israel wouldn't have got through to the final. Maybe they, Australia, Australia have might gone. have
1: given the UK a point or two. Australia, yeah. that well-known EU country.
0: And apparently there was a, a, a trending tag, which was even Ireland. Now, somebody who says even Ireland doesn't really understand the history of the two countries.
1: You know, I mean, somebody just, who's yeah. <laughs> somebody who says even Ireland doesn't actually understand Brexit, do they? Let's face it. <laughs> okay,
0: Because, I mean, I don't think really people who vote who people who watch the Eurovision watch it for the songs. Absolutely. Yes, of course, Norway will vote for Sweden. And I mean, even if you watched the Greek jury giver, I mean, he knew that he was given 12 points for Cyprus. Everyone knew he was given 12 points for Cyprus. It's you a given, you know, Cyprus an- might have got no voice, but you'll, you'll sit there and think, well, at least we got Greece. Because it, you just, it happens, you kind of filled it in, you know.
1: As it happens, though, culturally, those two souls, I thought they were so good that I can well understand culturally them giving the trip. Yeah, I prepared Cyprus, but you I mean, there you go. But I, so anyway, I, but
0: to me then, one of the highlights, of course, because I am such a big fan, was when they called the Icelandic jury in and the guy who is in the film, uh, the story of Farsak comes on and says, yeah, we want to give our 12 points for Yaya Ding Dong. <laughs> which anyone who knows the film, which is a Will Ferrell, beautiful, I mean, it is a, a, a homage, an homage to Eurovision. It's an utter piss take. It gets so many things delightfully and deliciously wrong. But it, I mean, I loved the film. It's a Netflix film. Um, and Will Ferrell sings this song in a local bar and everybody doesn't want the Eurovision song that they nearly won what they want. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. <laughs> uh, and when he came on and said that, and the place erupted because he's wearing a fisherman's shirt And everyone knew exactly that this is what Eurovision is all about. Fun. taking. And and this is
1: what you're saying. Everybody knows the backstories. Everybody knew where that came from. They knew the connections. Because they're not just dropping in as a one night, one in every 365. They're invested. They're invested in the whole thing. And, you know, I repeat that when this sort of, when people are invested like that and see someone with an attitude of superiority, mocking it, then they are going. And we're not talking
0: just about Britain here. I mean, I, I kind of feel that Spain, Spain isn't so much superiority. It is a sense of entitlement, perhaps. We're here because we're one of the big five and we're going to give you a great song and you're going to love us and give us votes. And then they kind of go, why didn't they give us votes? It was a good but you song, know the same, song but the you same part of the party you weren't at the party yeah, stage
1: you but the same thing it. underlies it doesn't it as you were saying earlier it's one of the big five and therefore they don't have to try because they don't have to go through the yeah. selection and the semi-final so there is a sort of we don't have to try so hard perhaps and therefore there is a fixation on why didn't we win whereas everybody else just turns up to compete yeah. and to I mean, enjoy it and to have yeah. fun
0: the more I think about it, I mean, the voting public are the people who've also watched the semifinals because they love Eurovision. Exactly. So, and I mean, while the big five get to do a little performance at the end of the semifinals, I mean, I watch the semis and I'm looking up and thinking, OK, that's good. Yeah, that's not so good. Mm, will that get through? Won't it get through? Yes. But then the big five come along and you go, I mean, I didn't watch them in the semifinals
1: You're right. no because you know they're through
0: anyway. Yeah. So again, the public don't invest. Yes, because it's irrelevant until the night of the final. Now, it sounds very unfair, but I'm afraid that's the way it is. And uh, again, like the songs were not bad, um, but maybe Britain, they don't need to rethink their songs or rethink their involvement. I think I think maybe the European Broadcasting Union needs to look at the voting because I think that let, they let themselves down there. It, it is
1: in. now an embarrassment. Yeah. The voting is now an embarrassment when you have five countries and you have to stand there and say, and the United Kingdom from the public vote got no votes, Germany, Germany. from the public vote got no votes. You you can't do this. You no. know, it's it's no. an embarrassment. And in fact, when you've had, if you've spent your time building up suspense for one whole round of votes. You then have to go back and undermine that by giving the public votes. Why? Which, is overturned the, the, the jury vote. Yeah. Incorporate all the votes together. Professional jury and Lithuania, you were talking about, is a perfect example of this. It did very, very badly in the professional jury vote. Clearly, they didn't think it was a particularly well-crafted song. Oh. But... In terms of public appeal and danceability, um, it's scored hugely. Exactly. Exactly. So we went from something like twenty-third to sixth. Yeah, yeah. You know, that should be incorporated into one vote. You shouldn't have someone spending the whole evening thinking they're going to come last, only to end up in sixth place because their vote has been overturned. So, and equally in reverse.
2: Because exactly. that happened to
1: Sweden a couple of years ago. He thought he'd won. And then he got kicked to the teeth in the last announcement. Yeah. It, it's not right. By
0: Israel, I think. Or, I mean, maybe that. I mean, I remember... I no, know, that, Korea, was, Duncan yeah. that yeah. was Duncan Lawrence.
1: That was Duncan Lawrence speech John Lundström on the so last that's, announcement. That's
0: right. That's right. So, I mean, the EBU, they do such an amazing job. They get it together. They, yeah. they stage the Eurovision. Um, they do voting. They have juries... Beaming in from thirty-five countries, uh, and while most of them managed to get the vote out without embarrassing themselves, not all of them. But I mean, that's just again part of mentioning the no world. names, well, mentioning no names. Um, <laughs> but surely they can get this right because you have a three-hour festival of fun and involvement and highlights and a great interval show. And then it comes down to the last five minutes you kind of leave a bad taste in the mouth by it's, it's not, it's not the right stop yeah. voting
1: yeah i mean the whole the whole problem arose because they tried to redress the balance because it used to be a professional jury, and it was so out of line as we were saying with Lithuania. sometimes what is popular doesn 't equate to what a professional would judge as a good composition, and yet. A song has not just to be a good song, it has to be something that people like as well. Yeah. yeah. So it, it it's all part of the same Surely thing. They so They try respond. to redress the balance by having a public vote, but all it's done is it, it hasn't actually worked in this format. So no. they need to keep the professional and the public view, but combine them in, and in one And give it moment. as one vote. Absolutely. And make the big five.
0: And make the big
1: five. Maybe read rejig their funding so the big five don't contribute so much but they can't continue just to keep shif- shifting them through to the final with nothing
0: but also i mean why don't the big the big five themselves should realize that they're losing out by not being in the semi-finals you know they're actually it is to their disadvantage that they don't go through the semi-final
1: uh well actually this year i think proves one particular point above all that two of the big five came first and second. Yeah, so they can And it. that proves that if you are in the big five or not, if you send good enough songs, you'll win. Of course, and they would have got through their semis without a They'd problem. They'd have got through anyway. Yes. This is the whole point, I mean, and I mean, that's, that's proof, isn't it? UK and Germany, last and next to last. France and Italy, first and second. Send a good song, and you've got a good chance. The last is that
0: three are imp- top five. Spain, Germany, and the UK. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like um, Japanese swimmers, runners, hurdlers, and and high jumpers getting directly into the final of the Olympics because they're hosting it and they've paid for it. Yes. Nope, that was fair. I'm not saying, but this is the Olympics of song, for God's sake, Janet. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, the Americans are going to have an American song contest.
1: Oh, God help (laughs) us. it'll
0: never be as good guys
1: new york new york
0: <laughs> anyway we should end it there because we spent part but well not far too much we can never spend too much time talking about the eurovision if anyone doesn't like the eurovision they switched off half an hour ago so it doesn't matter anyway
1: absolutely that's very true actually so what uh, did you we know, go on i'm just i'm just going to end with i hope a lot of people actually openly apologised to Damiano David um, in hopefully a couple of hours' time because he's doing a drug test. Okay, Because a, Italy's been has been overshadowed mm. by an accusation that when he bent down to pick up some glass, glass. Um, which the EBU itself has confirmed was under their table um, because Thomas broke a glass on, on the floor under the table, Damiano um, bent down to pick it up and a few eagle-eyed viewers as they are as they like to be called were s- said that he must have been uh, sniffing a line of cocaine and okay he says it's been roundly denied the glass has been confirmed he's doing a drug test but they these are young musicians and their win is being overshadowed by this so i hope those who've powered this actually just apologize to the guy because One, this was a genuine win. And they stormed San Remo. It was yeah, obvious yeah. this was a special song. And he doesn't mm-hmm. want it overshadowed by a cocaine allegation. And I don't what? think it should be.
0: And yeah. I, ho- I mean, hopefully uh, the results will be known ASAP. I'm sure the <coughs> fans will do everything to make sure that the results are known and publicised.
1: Absolutely.
0: The minute yeah. that they happen. So we have to finish. We promised we would that we would finish with the winning song. We do. We will. We will. Congratulations, Italia. We will finish with the winning song yeah. and well done to Italy. And we will be going on our way to Rome next year, Janet. We hope. Or Verona. Or Verona. Romeo and Juliet in the Eurovision. Oh yes! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, apologies to anyone who is not a Eurovision fan and who is stuck with us. Well done, you are a gluttonous for punishment. Uh, it is not our secret, it's our guilty pleasure, and we have we are not ashamed, Janet.
1: And you won't have to put up with it until this time next year. Well, I mean probably
0: next January when we start
1: with
0: Let's <laughs> <the laughs> start over. mentioning it, let's be honest, okay? <laughs> but for now, we'll leave your revision where it is. Bye, everybody. Bye bye.
2: Loro non sanno di che parlo, vestiti sporchi fra di fango, giallo di siga fra le dita, io con la siga camminando. Scusami ma ci credo tanto, che posso fare questo salto, anche se la strada è in salita. Stora sto allenando e buonasera Signore e signori, fuori gli attori Vi conviene toccarvi coglioni Vi conviene stare zitti e buoni Qui la gente è strana tipo spacciatori Troppe notti stavo chiuso fuori Mo li prendo a calci sti portoni Sguardo in alto tipo scalatori Quindi scusa mamma se sono sempre fuori ma Io ho scritto pagine e pagine, ho visto sale e lacrime questi uomini in macchine, non scalare le rapide. Scritto sopra una lapide in casa mia non c'è Dio, ma se trovi il senso del tempo, risalirei dal tuo brio. E non c'è vento che fermi la naturale potenza dal punto giusto di vista del vento senti l'ebbrezza con una lincera alla schiena, ricercherò quella Se vuoi fermarmi, ritenta, prova a tagliarmi la testa perché.